this world that's filled with so much noise and information, how do we really stand out and be who we were really meant to be? In this podcast, we focus on injecting you with positivity, optimism, and strategies all centered around helping you be who you were always meant to be in business and life. Be inspired to show up in your own skin to learn strategies, habits, and skills from others as we share our own life journeys and stories. There's no other you, and you know yourself better than anyone else. So be prepared to take away habitual tidbits, tactics that will encourage you to pursue and live your life, not the one others want you to live. Welcome to Stand Out Be You, where you don't have to be perfect, you just have to be you. Hello there. Welcome to Stand Out VU. Tequila here again with a guest. And you know, as always, I love people. So I love to introduce individuals. This guest today is known best for her communication and leadership skills and her unique ability to connect with all walks of life to encourage and lift them up in all unexpected ways. Today, I have Virginia Phillips here with us, and Virginia, please fill in the gaps and tell us a little bit more about you. Well, I am a woman who lives in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I'm married. We have 12 animals in our house at the moment. No kidding. (laughs) We have a litter of puppies with us, so we normally don't have 12, but I am also an author, a speaker, a coach a sibling and a friend and a community advocate. I just want to be sure that the people that you know on your listeners know that I'm just not one facet. Like there's so much about life that I love and go out and chase it. Yeah. Tell me, Virginia, a little bit more of what has transpired in your life to get you to where you are today. Wow. Some pivotal decisions, I think. Yeah. One of the pivotal decisions is I, like you, chased my career. I really, really chased it. Mm -hmm. And then I fell in love and left my career and traveled the world. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And when my husband at the time was retiring from the military, we chose Colorado Springs to come to. Mm -hmm. And we've settled in here. I transferred to a job here in Colorado Springs, but then a car accident forced me out of my career. And I really didn't know who I was going to be because so much of my identity was around my job title and that career position. And you take that away from me, like I almost didn't know who I was, but that car accident forced me to really look at who I was and not who I was by a corporate title. And I tell you, I haven't looked back. It's been such a brilliant ride the last five years. I can't wait to see what the next five years comes. And if that was the catalyst for me to get here, then I'll take it any day of the week. Absolutely, absolutely. And I can completely relate to you because, you know, sometimes as a corporate individual, individuals who haven't done the corporate world, they don't get that everything about you is corporate and when that's taken away you are it took me a while to really adjust and get back so I commend you on being able to do that well thank you yeah so tell me a little bit more of what is it that you're doing now because I know that you said that your life took a little bit of a twist and a turn there where did it leave you after that 
So I really had a hard time putting my feet on the ground. I want to be honest with people. It has not been an easy road. Right. I have folks that have watched me kind of hoping I would put my wings on and fly, but they weren't really sure I'd do it. And it was just a step-by-step basis for me. What can I do today? What can I do tomorrow? What can I do the next day? I wasn't looking six months ahead of time, 12 months ahead of time. And it got to be this point for me that it just felt like life was falling apart. That, you know, they, they always say you hit this rock bottom and I never, you know, I had my corporate career planned. I never thought I'd be at rock bottom and there I was. I had to leave my corporate career. They said I was too disabled to go back to work. I had also at that same time been diagnosed with cancer. So I'm sick on top of being disabled. And I went through these evaluations that basically said I should go on governmental disability. And my friends and family were telling me that that's what I should do. And yet I knew in my heart's of heart that I was this brilliant corporate America person, that I survived this car accident for some reason, that there was something more for me. Mm -hmm. So I just began to play with life a little bit, dip dip into here and dip into there. And one of my friends said to me a couple of years ago, she said, would you please write a book? Get her like these big eyes. And I said, me? (laughs) Nobody's going to read my book. And she kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone. And I found myself at a, a couple of conferences learning about books and learning about how to write books. And Sooner or later, I started writing my book and it opened all of these doors for me to coach and to speak. And as you were doing, I'm entering that world of podcasting. So my days are spent speaking on stage, writing books, and helping small businesses and entrepreneurs go from idea to profit. And I love every minute of it. Yeah. And one of the things that I liked when I was looking at what you've been doing is that you get people back into, and what I talk about a lot with individuals is their dream. Tell us a little bit more about that. I guess because I have faced death twice. I mean, really, I stared it in the face and survived twice. A lot of folks don't have that experience. And I know every single day I'm living on borrowed time. And I know that I come away from those experiences believing my life is not finished. And what I see other people, because they don't have those experiences, just going through the paces of life. And they get to this certain age and they go, I still haven't done what I wanted to do. I want to push people to live what I call their inner genius sooner. Uh, It doesn't mean that you have to find yourself at 20. Many folks have to have an array of experience before they understand who they are. Mm -hmm. But once you do, go chase your dreams. Don't wait for the right timing. Don't wait for the right avenue. Go get it, especially in America, because we live in this glorious nation of freedom. But even in other countries, you have the ability to chase your dreams. We're such an internet-based society these days that you can go get your dream online, just like you're doing. Exactly, exactly. What you just said is exactly what I did. I said, I know I got to make a transition and how do I do it? And I'm like, hey, it's out here online. It's the internet has made the world a lot smaller. Look at us. 
We're talking yeah. to each other from so many miles away. <laughs> and uh, crazy time zone difference too, but yet we're making it work. Exactly. So Virginia, tell me, what has been the biggest challenge, you would say, for you getting to this point of where you are? It's twofold for me. It's hard for me to pick one. The first thing that comes to mind is adjusting to life with my disabilities. Mm-hmm. I've always been one, if you give me a challenge, I'm going to go chase it. Right. Whether it's physical, mental, emotional, like I'm going to go chase it. And now there are times I just can't physically go chase it. And every day, my disabilities will appear a little bit different. So like one of the disabilities I have is they almost amputated my predominant hand. They retain it, but there are days that I really struggle to use it. But then there are other days that it operates so much better. And every day is different for me to try to figure out how to manage my life. What worked for me an hour ago might not work for me now. And I always have to kind of overcome whatever that challenge is that faces me. And that's that's something new to me. You know, I'm almost 45 years old. I lived in this body for 40 years one way. And now the last couple of years, I'm living it very differently. So I have to adjust to that. The other thing that has been a challenge for me, as we've talked about, is getting my own identity. Mm-hmm. And I think so many people struggle with who am I? How do I show up in the world? And I just started being me. I started showing up online. I started writing things. I just started telling people how I felt that day, showing up because I wasn't tied to a job anymore. I could show up to any event in the city of my choosing. I had this freedom. And once I figured out I had that freedom to explore who I was, it became much easier for me. So that's not so much of a struggle today as it has been through this journey but certainly a struggle. That's another layer to stand out for you is, is having individuals to understand that it's okay for you to be you. This society and all the information that overloads us almost gets us confused as to who we are and we think that maybe we shouldn't be who we are. <laughs> so it's a confusing world that we're in now, but that's what Stand Out Be You is about is to allow you to be you. Who's been your biggest inspiration, Virginia? My mother is a huge inspiration for me. I cannot talk enough about my mother. I think many folks love their mamas, but my mama, in terms of what she went through, like it boggles my mind sometimes. You know, she's a mother of six. So I'm a, I've got five siblings within eight years. So it's a lot of kids in a short amount of time, right? Yes. And when we were at grade school age, My dad got very depressed and he was the main breadwinner and now he's not bringing in money and my mom can't rely on him. But like, what is she going to do? She's got six kids to feed, a husband who's sick. She did graduate college, but now she's been out of work and out of school for 15 or 20 years. Like, what is she going to do to feed us kids? And she found her way through that. We never went hungry. We never went without a meal. Now things were tight at our house for a long time, but she rallied us every day and showed us how great life was and pushed us forward. And, you know, challenge after challenge that presented to her, she rose to the top and she inspires me so much every day. Amazing woman. 
Yeah, absolutely. What do you love most about life? Putting my two feet on the ground and living it. Yeah. I mean, it's that simple for me. The, the fact that I get up in the morning and I'm able to put my feet on the ground and look at the, you know, your viewers don't know, but we live in this house that has this gorgeous view of the Colorado Springs Valley and the mountains behind it. I mean, we chose this house specifically for our view out the back window. We could care less about the size of the house, you know. And so I get up in the morning and I go look at the sunrise and every morning it reminds me how good life is. And how magical it is to have like the sunlight dancing off the windows and the mountains and the mountains turn this beautiful pink and the mm. sky start turning yellow. For me, it's just being able to be here and contribute to who I am and contribute to my family and my community, but just in awe of the magic behind us. You know, I'm looking at this bookshelf in front of me it's not this gorgeous bookshelf it's a cheap bookshelf but there's a ton of books on it how amazing is it that all these people have taken so much effort to put who they are into a book to share who they are in a book with the world that is what I love so much about life really is to people to show up who they are and to really embrace the world I I'm going to deviate here, and I know you want to go on to another question. No, 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 go ahead. I had this privilege of going to what they call the first ever Power Partner Summit in Denver on Friday. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, it was probably the most diverse room I've ever been in. We had kids as young as fifth or sixth grade in there to adults as old as 87 or 86 years old. But the everything, the sexual orientation, the politics, the business, the, the ethnicity, the, it was so diverse. And there were close to 250 people in this room. And I loved the energy that the diversity of these people yeah. in this room brought. More so than anything else that day, that's what I will remember, is the individuals showing up as individuals. And collectively, we form this beautiful community. Yeah, that's, I think, is one of the most magical parts about being able to be here on earth as an individual is that we're all connected. And you know what? We all are different. And that's okay to be different. But what makes us the same and what connects us is our stories. Yes. What's been the biggest rejection that you've ever had, Virginia? For me, I think it goes back to grade school. I was one of those kids that was really, really bullied. And I was this sweet, so they call me the sweet, shy little girl. I would have been anybody's friend. And I think for me to get that level of rejection from the other folks in the class was probably the hardest for me is that more so than anything else in my life was the bullying in school. And how did you handle it? How did you handle? Not well. (laughs) I did not handle the bullying well. Uh -uh. It really didn't get better for me until I went to high school. And in high school, I was able to find a really, really phenomenal group of friends. I had probably 20 or 25 close-knit friends in high school that are still my friends today. I mean, very close. We talk 
several times a week. And there are many people that have those kind of relationships when they were teenagers. But for me, those years, bullying in school were really difficult for me. You know, looking back in terms of identifying who I am and the self-confidence I have now, I wish I had more of that back then. Yeah, because that's another cause that it sits in one of the parts of my heart is to figure out this bullying because it happens, you know, and I think now with social media, it's just increased to a, a whole nother level than my, you know, age period. I think you and I both. Um, so that's another part. So that's why I asked that question. How did you go about handling it? I didn't probably like a lot of kids that were bullied in school. I didn't handle it well. And I was really bullied because I was, um, sick. I was sick a lot. I missed a lot of school. And so I would come to school feeling half well, and then they would, you know, just really ream on me. And it just wasn't a, a good scenario. But you know, you have a mom that's trying to keep her family together, and she's doing the best she can. I don't know what could have changed that scenario for me. I, I really more confidence within myself. There is a lot of evidence that I have read in terms of bullying that it comes back to that individual power. If you know who you are and you can show up in that room and you can stand tall and be present within your own shoes, it changes those dynamics. You don't even have to say anything. I don't know how you get a young child to, to do that. One of the things that my husband and I am... <laughs> Now at this stage with having children and we waited to have children when we were older, we're like, oh gosh, what do we do? And one of the things we said is we just want to have our kids' confidence. That's our number one teacher and have them, a characteristic for them to have is happiness and confidence. So when we go to the teacher meetings, that is what we're looking for, whether or not we hear within her that they are confident and happy because mm -hmm. in the end, I think... Even when we enter into our adult life, that's what we all need. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. It changes the game plan when you can show up into a room confident. Yeah. Um, across the board in business, in corporate America, in relationships, in it just, it changes the dynamics. It even keeps you safer on the streets if you walk with more confidence versus somebody that looks like they could be easy prey. Yeah, the ones that cower down. Yeah. Now, let's talk a little bit more because your story yeah. had its twists and turns. That's what makes your life quite colorful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think that our life, would, we would be who we are if we didn't go through these particular things. Yeah. But where has it led you today with helping the community and helping others? What are you doing now? I spend my day really getting on stage to inspire others. Mm -hmm. I also get on stage to teach some basics with entrepreneurship. So one of my talks is with business plans and communication and sales. And really, I have this own theory of mine that is all about motivation and how to move your motivation first to set that mindset for you. Those are my stage times. I love it. I coach these entrepreneurs from their ideas and getting their ideas launched so that they can get profitable. But where I love spending most of my time is giving back to my community. And there are two organizations I spend quite a bit of time. So these puppies I talked about at the beginning, we are actually raising them to become service dogs. 
Uh, so we will get them the first eight weeks. They will go off to puppy raisers and then they go off to young kids with autism, food allergies, young kids, like three, four years old. It changes the dynamics of the family. But the other one that is also very close to my heart is a nonprofit called Shield 616. They started here in Colorado Springs a couple of years ago, and they are providing protective gear to our first responders. And I say that as first responders versus police officers, because a number of them that are responding to scenes are getting shot at. And when I heard that the departments don't have enough money to pay for the right level of protective gear for them, it broke my heart. So we are sending them into these mass shootings with literally gear that came from the Vietnam War at best. They are not protected. And then we turn around as a culture and give them flack because they might make a wrong decision. Well, I tell you, if I go into a building and get shot at, I might not be good at my job the next day or the next month. And this particular nonprofit is is changing the dynamics of the community by protecting our police officers so they feel safer on the job. And when they do, they're less trigger happy. They are come home more often. And what they also do is bring the community to support them through those times. So like this afternoon, I sent a message to one of the officers that I sponsored. I'm like, hey, I'm kicking back watching a movie. I know on Sunday you watch a movie. I hope you're having a phenomenal day. It changes the dynamics of a community, and I'm so privileged to be a part of this, and I cannot wait for them to get to every first responder, ideally in the world, but it will take them a while to get there. Yeah. Virginia, I just heard you touching on all different levels of individuals that are in our society, from children to individuals that help us. Mm -hmm and to individuals who can help, you can help them free up more time to spend more time with those who matter most, which is their family and their friends. I commend you for everything that you're doing. And the other thing is who cannot love someone who's also doing something for animals and connecting them with children. (laughs) We, I definitely have enjoyed our time and speaking with you now. If the listeners who are listening right now, can they find uh, what you're giving and what you're doing? I know I have one website. I can link that in the URL for your business side of it with entrepreneurs, but can they find the other services that you do? Yeah, everything that I do can be found through my business called the Academy of Entrepreneurial Excellence. My website is short because nobody knows how to spell Academy of Entrepreneurial Excellence. It's a mouthful. So my website is short, aoeenow.com. And I keep up to date with what are my current classes that I've got going on, where am I speaking, my nonprofit, my Shield 616 will be added to that. Folks can reach out to me via email easily through that. It's the best place to connect with me. That's awesome. So I like to save the end of the call for something I call personality questions. So it's just a way for us to dig a little bit more deeper and hear a little bit more about who you are and your story. So the first one I want to ask you is, what would you today tell your 10-year-old self? 
be more confident in who you are. Yeah. And what's the farthest city that you've ever visited or been to from your birth city? That's a really tough question. <laughs> I don't know my geography well enough. Yeah. It might, it might be Istanbul. Uh, oh, nice. We went there too. Very nice. My next question is a little, it's fun. It's different. If you could be any animal in the world, what animal would you be and why? Holy cow. Well, <laughs> wow. I really think it probably would be a dog. Yeah? But yeah, I really do. I think they have just an incredible capability of giving love to people that is difficult to find in another animal. Yeah, they said dogs are men's best friend, right? In yeah. my case, women's too. <laughs> <laughs> And I always add this in there because of my mom and giving me the name, Tequila, <laughs> exciting name. So I ask other individuals, what's the story behind your name? All I know is my parents named all of us kids out of the Bible after saints. So why this saint, I don't know. Yeah. Well, Virginia, it's been absolutely a pleasure. Do you have anything else for the listeners? I always challenge the listeners to go out and make today your best day. It can be messy. It can be complicated, but show up. It is your life. And the more days you let go, you can't get them back. So show up today and do your best. Awesome. There you have it. So everyone, we thank you again, Virginia, for coming on Stand Out Be You. And as always, everyone, remember, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be you. Thanks, Virginia. Thank you. Thank you to the listeners. You can either tell your own life story or have someone else tell it for you. It doesn't matter what time of year you start to map out your life goals and dreams. What matters is that you started. This is your year to win. Stop denying what's yours by stepping into what it is that you want and deserve in life. It all starts with a plan, and when you have a plan, you can map it and live it. I have a special gift for you to help you collect your wins and begin to do what matters to you most. Go to tequiladoddard.com forward slash gift to grab it. so much for spending this time with me today on Standout BU Podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you. If you could take the time to share this episode with someone you think would be touched as well, please go ahead and do so. Or if you know of anyone that has a good story that needs to be shared, then go ahead, let them know as well to reach out to me. Also, if you are motivated to do so, please go ahead and leave a great review. I would so appreciate it. And tell us what you think about what you've been hearing. Also, you can leave me a voicemail by going to tequiladotter.com. It will help us so much with keeping this podcast going and helping to reach more people. Until next time, remember to stand out, be you. And that you don't have to be perfect, you just have to be you.